0: If you want to do foreplay with the finger, consider using a glove or a condom. And that way you're protecting yourself from any STIs and still getting to have fun. Yeah.
1: And then also in terms of analingus, you can use a dental dam, right? That's, like that's you can you, you can cut up a condom or you can buy a dental dam and put it on the area before you sort of get involved to kind of prepare protect yourself from any sort of STI. Yeah. And protect your partner as well yeah, from any oral stis that may be there. And then, in terms of preparing your body, like if
0: you're the one receiving the anal play, is there anything you recommend? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, you want to be able to clean out for your partner, right? You don't want to, Have an accident on your partner and so you do want to clean your bottom out for approximately 30 minutes to an hour prior and you can use something called an enema you can get a 90 cc bulb something around 90 to 100 ccs or so and you can use warm water don't make it too hot because that'll stimulate your colon don't make it too cold it can cause cramping but clean out um, approximately an hour before you can lay on your side you can bend on your knees and arms and do that and then you don't want to go in too far you you know Deeper is not better, right? You're not trying to clean out the entire colon, okay, for your partner. Your partner's not that big that they're reaching into your ascending colon, which is on, on the right side, okay? So you're really trying to clean out the last 15 to 20 centimeters, okay? And beyond that is what we call the recto sigmoid junction that t- starts to get to the twisty part. So if you're trying to get deep in there, you may actually be making... And uh, making more of a mess than if you just try to clean out the last 15 to 20 centimeters. Can you not even really get in
1: there? I mean, you'd have to use like a catheter to get in there. You couldn't use just a regular
0: bulb. You Well, again, that's the thing. You don't want to go super crazy and get these massive catheters, right? You're, right. Again, you're thinking, you know, I want to get in there with this 10-inch long catheter and do it. You probably either can perforate it or two, get too deep where you're actually stimulating more poop to come out than you need. Got it, got it. So just use the standard
1: stuff that you get over the counter for an enema. Yes. Don't buy extra catheters or anything else. Like that. Yeah, got exactly. it. And then great great points about the temperature because I didn't know that. So yeah. that's really helpful. <laughs> and then in terms of like prepare, like not causing injury, right? So using either butt plugs or being getting yourself prepared for a penetrative
0: anal intercourse, receptive intercourse, thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, the first thing's first, use lubricant, get permission. <laughs> Number one, get permission from your partner because when it's consensual, then you're a lot more receptive being to being relaxative, right? You can relax and say, okay, I'm ready to to receive. Number two, use lubrication and protection because when it's consensual, protected, lubricated, it's more likely that your nerves are say, okay, I'm not so stressed out about it. I'm going to calm down, which will actually allow for the rectal muscles to relax as well, right? And the anal muscles to relax as well. So that could help to soften it up so that when you're when you're starting, you can start slow and then, you know, get larger as, as needed. And so by starting slow,
1: do you mean that you should start essentially with smaller items like a finger or a butt plug before you move on to a larger phallus or a larger
0: toy? Yes, absolutely. You can start with a smaller, you know, just a finger first using um, gloves even. And if your partner has latex allergy, don't use latex gloves, use nitrile gloves. I would recommend using a lubricant with it, an oil-based or a water-based lubricant or a silicone-based lubricant. And that way, you know, it's, it's, you decrease the amount of friction that's there. And remember, the anal tissue is much thinner than vaginal tissue. So you want to be careful. You don't want to just shove it in there. Start with a smaller finger, especially if this is the first time. Start with a smaller finger and go slow. Mm-hmm. and then see how, how you feel. And see yeah, how and then feel. I always tell people when you're looking at lubricants, actually water-based
1: lubricants have different pHs. So they're based on, you can have a vaginal, which is isoosmolar to vaginal pH, but the Anal pH is actually different. So you can actually look for anal pH lubricants. Mm-hmm. That can be helpful. And then, yes, absolutely use a lot of lube. The water-based ones evaporate. So you'll need to reapply. So make sure that you do that. And then if you're using silicone or oil based, that's totally fine. Oil-based with condoms, if you're trying to protect, can break down the condom. So make sure you feel comfortable that, that person has been screened for STIs or you're in a monogamous relationship and you've both been screened before you use oil-based lubricants. Yeah. And then in terms of injury, right? So I got a lot of questions about (laughs) sphincter injury, anal prolapse after anal intercourse or fecal incontinence. So do you see these things? Can they happen? How should people avoid those sorts of injuries? Some of the best moments in life are spontaneous, unplanned, but for men dealing with moderate to severe erectile dysfunction, or ED, preparing for intimacy can rob you and your partner of spontaneity. The joy of living in the moment. Now you can restore that spark in your relationship with the AMS 700 implant, a clinically proven permanent solution designed for your satisfaction and your partner's. It's the number one physician preferred implant. It's built to look and feel natural. Happy partners agree. 92% of patients and 96% of their partners report sexual activity with the implant excellent or satisfactory. It gives you the ability to respond to your partner's wishes in the moment, not minutes or hours later. The AMS 700 no pills, no injections, no waiting. For more information, visit edcure.org slash podcast. That's E-D-C-U-R-E dot O-R-G slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Sponsored by Boston Scientific.
0: Yeah, of course. If you if it's too fast and too hard and too soon in any, in any of those orders, it can happen, right? You can tear some of the skin in the anal verge just by entering too fast without it, you know, having been stretched out, right? If this is your first time... Go slow, go small, and then work your way up. If it's too large and you haven't experienced it before, that can cause anal tearing and bleeding. If you haven't cleaned out sufficiently and you've got uh, fecal remnants in your anal verge, you can have accidents. Or uh, conversely, if you've cleaned too much, right? You really got in there and you used that really long bulb that was, you know, you were trying to get all the way to the end of your colon, and you, you got in there and now you've made a mess, I would recommend using a towel so that at least that that can prevent your sheets from getting dirty.
1: People had asked, are there certain foods that you should eat before anal play?
0: I would recommend foods that, one, help you clean out your bowels, right? So you want to not be constipated because the last thing you want is to have to find out that you had four rocks you know, that were right past your rectosigmoid junction that never really came out And now you put three, you know, bouts of enemas, and now there's one that finally trickled back down, and it's on its way out, okay? So fiber, but not too much fiber because you don't want to have diarrhea either, okay? Protein will help harden your stool. Fiber will help to some degree soften it. So have a good proportion of each. You want to possibly, likely avoid caffeine because, again, too much caffeine, your colon will go crazy, right? So kind of avoid that before and then go from there. And should you avoid prebiotics or probiotics before? No, that's not
1: necessarily. How long before anal sex should you eat? Like, is there, should they, should they be trying to fast for a certain period of time? Or is there any recommendation? Like what's normal motility and like, what can you sort of like estimate?
0: Oh, you know, that I think is very person dependent, right? If you're someone who's got IBSD, where soon after you eat uh, you know an hour or two after you eat you've got to go to the bathroom you got to personally time that out that has nothing to do whether or not you're going to get anal play right mm-hmm. or you're going to have anal sex so if you ate something that has a ton of fiber in it and where you have had lactose in it and you're lactose intolerant whether or not you're going to have anal play you're going to be heading to the bathroom so time out your foods prior to that and remember that you're going to be cleaning out your bottom likely 60 minutes prior to that so how much of food, maybe an hour, even before that, so that you have time to empty your bowels, and then get to your play. Yeah, so it's very individualized, is what you're saying. So basically, yes. maybe take note of your
1: normal body, like how often you go after you eat, and yeah. you can sort of figure it out from there. Absolutely. Does okay, this one's this one's sort of interesting. This one came from our Instagram audience, but does anal play have an, a, a possibility of actually improving constipation? Like, is there a <laughs> or improving relaxation if you have pelvic floor dysfunction?
0: Well, that's that's a really good question. I mean, a lot of in times in pelvic floor physical therapy, you, they do help you in terms of relaxing the way you squeeze your own pelvic floor muscles. So perhaps the act of allowing your own pelvic floor muscles to relax can likely help you relax when you're having a bowel movement, right? Mm-hmm. And so you are using those same muscles. And so perhaps, I don't know if that's my number one recommendation to constipated patients, but- That can be a potential side effect. (laughs) Yeah. I I think that makes sense. I would just say make sure
1: that when you're engaging in the anal play that you are fully relaxed because if you're like really stressed about it and like your partner's a little pushy and you don't really, you're not really sure you want it, you may have the opposite effect. It could actually worsen your pelvic floor. So 100%. If you are relaxed and receptive and ready, and you're both listening to each other and communicating and saying, no, I want this, yes,
0: I want this, and like taking it very slow, I think it can be beneficial. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. A a lot of pelvic floor dysfunction does happen from anal trauma or sexual trauma that happened that was not welcomed. Mm -hmm. And so when it was not welcomed, your body tensed up and was like, no, I don't want this. And so if that's the case, you you don't, you may not have that effect on, on the public floor. So yeah, absolutely. All
1: right, so we end our podcast with a quick, like sort of fast four questions. And okay. so you just, cool. whatever comes to your mind, what is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you were younger? Fiber is the key to it all. <laughs> that's really good. What is a non-negotiable? Something that you do every day That if you didn't
0: do, you would feel like your day's incomplete. Sleep. If I don't get adequate amount of sleep, it's like I haven't gotten to hit the reset button and I don't do well without it. Yeah, sleep is transformative. I mean, we talk about it a lot on my channel
1: about how sleep improves your testosterone and improves. And and lack of sleep is is so detrimental in performance, whether it's mental performance, physical performance, driving a car. So just super important to get good sleep. And that's a great one. What's one thing, and I'm sure you have many, but what's one thing that you wish could be done that would change the world?
0: Ooh. Acceptance. Uh, whether it's personalities, whether it's ideas, whether it's religion, whether it's gender, acceptance of one another. I think we are as wonderful and as beautiful and as successful as we, as, you know, we can be once we accept one another because everything, everyone brings something new to the table. So acceptance. That's awesome. And then lastly, what is one, it could be a personal or a health life hack. Don't change yourself for anyone. You know, I think we grow up in a society where there are a lot of societal expectations, personal expectations, and media and social media certainly influences so much of that. And we feel as though we need to conform to those expectations in order for people to like us. And as we get older, we start to shed some of those. And the happiest we become is when we are who we are and we accept ourselves and say, "Okay, this is who I am. Accept me. If you don't, that's okay. I accept myself and this is what I'm going to do. And you'll be happier and more successful if you accept yourself and learn to be receptive to having others love that as well. Acceptance all around. Yes.